Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode 489 on February 19th, 2023, the Sunday edition where we get to read crypto Twitter and crypto coins. Well, Yay. coins. Eh? I'm your host, Jake Javarelli, with my co-host, Blockchain John. How's it going, John? It's going good, man. Going good. Let's get right into the news, because we can, and we will. Oops, yep. to this week this. on Crypto Twitter, SEC Crypto Crackdown met with colossal criticism. Let's see, most leading coins grew in value this week, largely offset, offsetting the losses inflicted last week, the first red week of 2023. Meanwhile, regulators in Europe and the Americans have, uh, were having heated discussions about how to reign in crypto. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, last week hit Kraken with a $30 million fine and ordered the exchange to shut down its staking service. This week, the agency lined up Terra in its crosshairs. Across the Atlantic, the European Central Bank, ECB, told European banks to cap their crypto holdings to hedge against crypto's inherent risk. The move came a week after the block published a new legal draft of uh, obliging banks to assign crypto the highest possible risk rating. The conversation around regulation continued over on crypto Twitter. Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong was looking for people in Washington to talk strategy with over a cup of coffee on Monday. And here is that tweet from Brian. Quote, I am in Washington, D.C. and had a meeting canceled. We'll be at the Dirksen Senate office building snack bar for the next, couple, for the next hour or so. If anyone wants to come chat about crypto, and how about we get crypto legislation plus regulatory clarity this year? Also that day, popular NFT collector Cosimo de Medici, who may be an alias for rap legend and NFT fan Snoop Dogg, announced he was donating a shed load of digital art to the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. And here is that tweet from uh, AKA Snoop Dogg, announcing the first donations on chain art from a, collect a collector's to a museum and the largest digital fine art collection to enter a museum. That's awesome. That is very Valentine's cool. Day, mm -hmm, it is cool. Yeah. Valentine's Day means heartbreak for at least 22 former employees of NFT marketplace Magic Eating as the company undergoes restructuring. And here is that tweet from Jack Lou. Today is, it is a sad day at Magic Eden. As part of the company wide restructuring, we have made the difficult decision to part ways with 22 teammates. Nothing about this decision takes away from the talent, hard work, and dedication of this incredible group of people. Sad to hear. Fox journalist Eleanor Terrett shared a suggestion for regulating stablecoins by Lee Reniers, a policy director at Duke Financial Economics Center. And here's a tweet from Eleanor. At today's 10 a.m. Senate banking hearing, we'll, we'll hear from Duke Laws uh, who uh, and Lee Reniers who, among other things, will offer his thoughts on how stablecoins should be regulated. Rainiers will recommend to Congress they grant the SEC power to regulate stablecoins like money market funds. Jeez, <sighs> it's a reality, man. Milena May Mayorga, an ambassador of El Salvador to the U.S., tweeted that she was in Texas talking to Deputy Secretary of the Governor of Texas, Joe Esparza, about opening up a Bitcoin mission or, quote, embassy in the country's second largest state. And here's that tweet from Melena. Continuing on, if you think big crypto lobbying groups like Blockchain Associ Association represents retail, think again, said crypto advocate Chris Bless 
on Wednesday. Here's that tweet from Chris. Here's a list of the companies that fund blockchain association. Lots of corporations, zero people like you. They are the ones out there, quote, educating regulators and politicians. They represent corporate and VC interest, not your interest. And they can they can and will sell your ass out. An account called at Leonidas NFT, which I do follow. He's awesome. Follow him if you haven't followed him. Uh, who describes themselves as, as an NFT historian on Thursday tweeted news about the sale of the most expensive digital rock doodle on Bitcoin. I remember these things. You I remember. remember these things? Yes, I remember very distinctly. Jeez. Yep, pet uh, rocks. It looks, <laughs> yep, it looks suspiciously like an ether rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This clip art rock stored on Bitcoin just sold for $90,092. Hmm, the bull market is back. Interesting. Uh, actually, a little backstory on that. Those uh, images were free images. Yep. And they were minted on the Ethereum blockchain yep. and sold for a lot of money. Yep. And it makes no sense. It doesn't, but none of this is supposed it to. Is, it is what it is. Yep. <laughs> on Friday, an artist who goes by the handle at j.colombo accused Yuga Labs of shamelessly plagiarizing its iconic skull logo. The company blamed a freelance designer and promised to replace the drawing. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good job. Hey, Columbo. Awesome. Thumbs up. Let's see, that day, Caitlin Long, founder of the crypto bank Custodia, posted an open letter to Washington asking for a seat at the table when it comes to discussions about crypto regulation. She also hinted that she'd previously shared with law enforcement concerns that a huge crypto company would go bust and take its customers with it long before it actually happened, but was met with deaf ears. Yep. Yeah. No one really knows until it happens. Sad. Continuing on, the SEC versus everyone. Crypto Twitter was aggressively locking horns with the SEC this week as the agency continued its regulation by enforcement crackdown strategy on the industry with several aggressive manure. Man, I was going to say manures. Manures, <laughs> yep. Man, uh, maneuvers. Kraken founder and former CEO Jesse Powell was still singing red from last week. Yeah, there's that tweet there. SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce on Thursday criticized her agency's crypto custodial proposal. She specifically mentioned the proposal's timing, workability, and the agency's jurisdiction as potentially problematic and said the public needs more time to analyze and discuss it. It's good, man. Keep speaking up. Mm -hmm. We need more people like her. Yep. Coinbase's chief legal officer, Paul Graywall, reacted to the proposal by inviting the SEC to follow due process. Awesome. There it is. That same day, news broke that the SEC also charged Singapore-based Terraform Labs and founder and CEO Do Do Kwan, better known as yeah Do Kwan, with securities fraud involving its algorithmic stablecoin Terra USD and the Luna token. Ouch. U.S. Attorney Gabriel Shapiro. Uh, General Counsel at Delphi Labs, uh, the protocol R&D arm of crypto research and investment firm Delphi Digital, shares his, his response to the terror lawsuit in a thread. If you guys want to know more about that, read that thread over at Gabriel Shapiro with a zero um, or at Lex underscore node. Finally, the SEC on Friday levied a $1.4 million fine against the former NBA star Paul Pierce for shilling Ethereum Max. Oh, another one that got hit. Mm -hmm. uh, the same token, yep, Kim Kardashian got fined $1.26 million for promoting. Yes, I remember that. Yep. They were the two major Love people, that. so. Sucks. And that's all we have. Yep. Actually, let me read this here. What is this thing? This, this, this image down below. The federal securities laws 
are clear that any celebrity or other individuals who promotes a crypto asset securities must disclose the nature, source, and amount of compensation they received in exchange for the promotion. Investors are entitled to know whether a promoter of a security is unbiased, and Mr. Pierce failed, failed to disclose that information. This is written by the director of the SEC's Division of Enforcement, Gubir Grewal. Grewal, yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You got to tell people because, you know, if you're an influential person and you make a, and you make a statement and people are like, well, did you get paid to say that? And you're like, I don't know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. And they're like, <laughs> it's that's, kind of that's, important. <laughs> that's what surprises me that uh, when we're talking off air, um, what's that guy, uh, that, that boxer, that YouTube boxer? Uh, Jake Paul, yeah. Um, Jake Paul, I'm surprised he hasn't been charged yet. Yep. Yeah. I'm yep. sure the SEC will be out there. I, I, think, I think he has been charged on one thing. I just don't remember what, the one, what that was. And he's probably just like, well, I'm just a nobody. I'm like, no, dude, you're not a nobody. <laughs> you're, you're YouTube famous. People know who you are. That's the only way you could have made all those NFTs, make $5 million off those NFTs. That's the only way. Like I said, if nobody knew who Jake Paul was, nobody would give a shit about you. So continuing on with this week in Coins by Tim Hockey on Decrypt. Bitcoin and Ethereum recover modestly as Polygon Filecoin OKBC blistering gains. Last week was the first real red week of 2023, thanks to an SEC crackdown on Kraken. Haha, <laughs> crackdown on Kraken. It's alliterative. And staking that shook crypto confidence, but most leading cryptocurrencies managed to recover value this week. Bitcoin rose 13.7% over the last seven days, to hit 24,607, according to CoinGecko data, after briefly reclaiming a $25,000 on Thursday. The world's number one cryptocurrency is currently being buoyed, buoyed, yes, buoyed by success of ordinals, as we've been talking about quite a bit, a popular NFT project on the blockchain. Due to its limited functionality, smart contracts, relative to closest competitor Ethereum, Bitcoin, um isn't typically known for NFTs, but the number of ordinals minted on it has hit 130,000 since the project's launch last month. That's over 100,000. Mm-hmm. Ethereum, the world's largest cryptocurrency by market cap, rose 12% over the last seven days and currently trades for around 1,700. Both market leaders briefly traded sideways on Valentine's Day because they didn't have anybody to rely on. As investors chewed on the conclusions of the latest consumer price index report from the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, uh, inflation in January hit 6.4%, overshooting the Bureau's expectation by 0.2%. However, it has generally been receding since June of last year, which is good. Our our inflation has a receding hairline. Uh, Cardano enjoyed a strong rally of 12% after the network dropped its Valentine upgrade. Valentine improves cross-chain functionality and security for dApps on Cardano. The blockchain's native token price is currently around $0.40. Strong rallies were enjoyed by holders of Avalanche, which rose 10% to almost $20. Tron, which climbed 12% to about $0.07. Litecoin, which went up 10% to about $100. Solana, which surged 14% to 23%. Lido, or Lido Dow, which spiked 13% to hit $3. Polkadot, which blew up 17% to 731 But three other file names, uh, pardon me, three other names from the top 30 blew, out the, blew the rest out of the water. 
Filecoin mushroom 55% to trade at 743. OKB popped 30% over the last seven days to hit 5298. And Polygon jumped 25% to just over a buck fifty. No significant losses were posted by any of the top 30 cryptocurrency by market cap, and virtually all of them appreciated in value this week. On to Europe. The past week's coin rally was despite this fact that indications from regulators didn't improve, and here's a short tweet about that from Ash Bennington, crypto markets shrugging off major regulatory headwinds as well as monetary headwinds in short term seems a little weird to me. On Tuesday, UK Financial Conduct Authority, or FCA, issued a press release to say it's cracking down on unregistered crypto ATMs, having found several of them operating in the city of Leeds, England. The FCA's executive director of enforcement and market oversight, Mark Stewart, said, crypto businesses operating in the UK need to be registered with the FCA, not the FCC, for anti-money laundering purposes to make sure no one's doing anything funny business. That same day, across the Atlantic, lawmakers and experts met in Washington, D.C. to discuss crypto regulation, but failed to come to any consensus on how to go about it, because that's where they've always been for, like, years, with some encouraging a more heavy-handed approach than others. Notably, SEC Chair Gary Gensler, Uncle Gary, wasn't present despite being one of the most vocal and visible potential regulators in the industry. Lawmakers noted that he should attend the committee's next hearing. <laughs> He's like, I'm too busy. I got yeah, people to sue. On Wednesday, the European Central Bank, ECB, issued guidance telling European banks that due to crypto's inherent risk, they should apply caps on any holdings before the Basel Committee, or Basel, I don't know how to pronounce it, Basel Committee. No, Basel with me and I. I'll call it Basel Committee on Banking uh, Supervision, so BCBS. It's a bunch of BS. Global standards come into force in 2025. The move comes a week after the bloc published a new legal draft obliging banks under law to assign crypto the highest possible risk ranking. This is dangerous. Do not touch it. And the SEC continues crackdown streak this week, bringing enforcement against uh, actions, big and little, a high-profile case against Terraform Labs in Doquan, and a $1.4 million fine of the former NBA star Paul Pierce for shelling Ethereum Max, as we said earlier. The same token that Kim Kardashian got, signed, got fined slightly less for. SEC Commissioner Hester Price, as we said earlier on Thursday, took to Twitter to criticize her agency's crypto custody proposal. In it, she specified, men, uh, specifically mentioned the proposal's timing. We already talked about this. So we're going to move on to the next news. Yep, Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks, yep. and your face. Now, we <laughs> talked about this actually in the past, uh, that Starbucks was working with Polygon to make NFTs, and guess what? They are still working on it. Actually, it's technically out for beta, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And people are already selling them. People that are using them, they're already selling them for like two Gs, bro. Two Gs. That's what's crazy about that. Um, if you like Starbucks and you like Polygon, that's probably your it's probably your thing, man. Try it, check it out. You know, it's you funny is relational thing. Uh, you know, um, Reddit has avatars as well. Well, I I went and made an avatar because you know I'm on Reddit all the time. It makes sense. But I, I was like, oh, I'm going to try to buy some of their NFTs. No, they're completely sold out. There's of nothing course. even available at all. And it's just like, well, yeah, we read that. I would like to buy one. They're like, no, we're going to make me more. You want to buy some? Go to OpenSea. <laughs> so same, same kind of thing here. Starbucks Odyssey's co uh, coffee chain's NFT-driven uh, program 
built on Ethereum scaling network poly, unfortunately. Um, so they're relatively inexpensive to transact. Um, but uh, it's NFTs have seen a 360 total sales on NFT gateways or Nifty Gateway uh, official secondary marketplace of $143,000 in total volume. So it's quite that's a bit. Crazy. That's not that's crazy. not that's not big like BAYC is big, but I mean it's still it's still pretty good. Considering that a pro the project's still in beta, it's not even out yeah. to the public yet. There's only select few that actually have this, yep. and there's already that type of liquidity on it. It's like, hmm, that's interesting. Well, so it's it's, it's not that surprising. I mean, Starbucks is to say little extremely popular. <laughs> I do like the fact that the current floor price, uh, as you said, is like two grand on the Holiday Cheer Edition One stamp. <laughs> are they yeah. going to sell? They're going to sell music CD NFTs. <laughs> Maybe who knows, man? They can they can do anything now. They can do I anything. Mean, yep. The whole. Uh, yep. The, the only thing I want to know, what, you know, I I do want to try it. The, I guess their Odyssey. I'm I'm assuming it's a platform, right? The Starbucks yep. Odyssey platform. Yep. Um. So now we know, because before we didn't know if we can sell this on secondary market. Now we know that you can actually do this. My assumption, and I recall saying this, is that this was going to be an internal market ploy where they're going to build their own market and you're going to be selling their stuff internally. And that's where they're going to compensate on those fees, which is right. cool that they opened it up to the public where they can actually sell it in, on, on other secondary markets. That's awesome. I applaud Starbucks for doing that, you know, because they could have easily kept it closed. Just kept it uh, internally and just sell it amongst themselves and just let them uh, reap off of those transaction fees. Right. Um, but right. yeah, I, I, I want to try it out just to see uh, uh, what what this whole. Odyssey I'm interested is, uh, in seeing if if the NFTs are functional, not just pretty pictures. Because like one of the things I think would be amazing is that Starbucks moves towards uh, you know allowing people to buy the NFTs, which will get them access to things or get them you know, um, club membership type stuff within Starbucks so you can get coffee and other such things when you go to, like, you know, I don't know how they'd phrase it or how they'd make it, but I, I'm 100% certain that NFTs can be more functional than just pretty pictures. And we've already seen it so many examples. You know, there's got to be some pick-me-up aspect, no pun intended, um, that is functionally useful within Starbucks, not just because people love Starbucks. Well, I, I was going to get to that. I, I don't know, man. The, the fact that you can literally stamp a Starbucks logo on anything and it just goes up in value, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous, man. I've seen, uh, I've seen these cups that they were selling. They were selling out for like, like 80 bucks a pop. Like, what? What? You can literally buy the shaker cup at the Dollar Tree. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I know. Just it's it's just it's hype, right? I mean, what? every, every marketing company loves hype. Because that's what they're all about. So, I, I just I, I, I want to say that it would be nice to see Starbucks do something functional with it. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. So, uh, the new YouTube CEO is bullish on the Web three tech, like NFTs and the metaverse. Uh, so Neil Mohan is the new guy that's coming in after Wojcicki is leaving. Um, she's been in there since the beginning, hasn't she? She's been like, she was like one of the first, if not the first CEO of YouTube. That's a long time. YouTube's been around for, what, almost two decades? Um, was it? it came out in 04, right? And, and that's next year, 20 years. So YouTube's been around quite some time. Um, and of course, we're on it, as you well know. And so it's gonna, it's kind of interesting to see the enthusiasm that, uh, 
Uh, Neil Milhan was appointed this week to lead the Google on you know, streaming platform, but uh, his, it, this bodes well, as they say in the article, for fans and advocates of Web3 technologies. Uh, Wojcicki also praised Mohan for his robust understanding of YouTube, which is great. You, you, <laughs> you want to hire somebody that knows what they're doing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Mohan uh, is keeping an open mind to the evolution of the Internet. This is sort of last year. Um, we believe in new technology. That's great. Blockchain, NFTs, etc. It, 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 nothing really explicit has been really come out. Um, he's just saying, you know, we're going to look into doing things with NFTs and whatnot with Web3 technology. Um, but man, I can speculate yeah. all up and down all day long on what the utility of it. it's like for me, the biggest thing would be like, you know, how, um, verified, uh, or if you hold a particular NFT, then uh, you, or let's say you just made every single one of your YouTube videos into NFTs themselves. Right. Um, then you know, that was your content and no one could you know hold you against it. You know, like it's been verified. It's, it's my content. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the whole, um, well, the whole, it's still a trend, but just not as popular as it was last year, the metaverse trend. Right. Uh, yeah, I can easily see YouTube jumping on the back wagon on that and, and creating a, a metaverse for, for video content. That, that would actually make more sense than anything doing that or utilizing uh, or, or integrating their services into, uh, into uh, Meta's metaverse and, and doing it that way. Uh, regardless, it looks like what uh, what they do have is uh, other services. Obviously, YouTube is huge, and uh, they actually have been using uh, what was it a blockchain? They they do have their own blockchain called the Blockchain Node Engine uh, that they've been using for a while. But that's more of the, on the Google side, if anything. Of course, Google owns YouTube, and uh, utilizing that probably would be the best shot. Uh, it, and we'll see where things go. But like uh, like Jake was saying, it's pretty much up in the air for what's what's going to happen in the near future. But the uh, the idea that Web three or blockchain is is a thing with YouTube, it, it's a reality, man. It's going to be happening pretty soon. We'll see what's going to come up in the near future, and we'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, moving on, we have Z Coinbase. Coinbase says clients' assets are segregated and secure following proposed SEC rule change. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, the SEC has obviously been changing the rules, especially after the whole FTX uh, scandal that's affected a lot of companies out there. And Coinbase is coming out to the, uh, on, on their defense, or should I say Brian Officer is coming on the defense of, of Coinbase, saying that uh, customers don't need to worry about their funds because they are technically in a segregated and secured wallet and uh, are not quote-unquote co-mingled with any other wallets out there which uh which is a good thing you know you you definitely want to feel like your 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 coins are secured utilized in centralized exchange like coinbase um but uh i don't know jake what's what's the trust factor with coinbase (laughs) yeah well um as john and i were talking about pre-show i don't use coinbase as an onboarding method but an off off, or you know on on ramping but an off ramp more you know i'll i'm also not a person to typically buy any cryptocurrency i'll trade but i already have through mining for other coins but the reason i don't trust coinbase for one the biggest problem i had in the beginning and i I realized that they're doing it just to cover their costs is that they were um they're they don't tell you what the cost difference is they say oh you oh we'll let you trade this 
for a fee on top of the fact that they're already charging you a fee because they're not selling it you know, price to price. They're selling it at price that they think is best for them. And so when you trade, let's say um, you look at the actual price of, let's say, uh, Binance to, to Bitcoin, if you're going to do BNB to BTC, um, you, lo you look at the price that they list the value difference between the coin, the two coins, and you'll notice that the price is not the same. And this is true across the board. They're just like, look, if you want to do an instant trade, if you want to go trade yourself on the spot market, go right ahead. But if you want to just trade straight, straight, straight across, we're going to make it different. And it's usually a 5% difference. And then on top of that, they charge you a fee. Yep. <clears throat> so exactly. it's, and I hated that. I mean, yes, it's convenient. And so what we really have to look at it is it's a convenience fee. You know, if you don't want to, if you want to do a proper trade and not rely on them trading it for you, you need to go to the spot market and trade it yourself. But there's still going to be a trade fee. You know, there's a, there's a maker and a taker fee. You're still going to pay that. It's just going to be less than if you let them do it. But the real reason that I would say it's, problematic to trust them is and we said this many 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 times before is not your keys not your crypto if you're going to keep your your coin on coinbase and they decide that they don't want you to have any more <laughs> you gave it to them <laughs> if coinbase goes under for some reason or shuts the market off for some reason you don't have access to your coins and you're not going to get access to your coins so <clears throat> don't leave your coins on coinbase use it as if you're going to at all a way to put money in and take money out but as soon as you get the chance, move your coin off of the Coinbase. Don't leave it there. And we have talked about how they have a, their their back end is in, has been invaded by the U.S. U.S. Um, FBI and CIA. So if you like people looking at your accounts, definitely leave your coins on Coinbase. <laughs> if you're a foreign oh, yeah, national, Coinbase. you know. <laughs> Coinbase is one of the major banks that does. Uh, well, actually, it would be technically all all uh, centralized. Uh, companies out there that does comply as long as they're KYC AML. Obviously if they're KYC AML, they're going to be compliant with the FBI and all law enforcement agencies. But to my, to my recollection, Coinbase is the number one uh, company that actually gives up a, a lot of the, the, the private account information to, to users. They didn't initially, others. but they, once they, uh, was it for accredited investors, they have to. So non-accredited investors, I don't think they have to. It's just if you're trading a lot of money, the FBI is, or the uh, IRS is going to want to know. <laughs> yeah, so really quick before we move on, I just want to read this little uh, this quote here. Uh, Coinbase's Gray Walto decrypt that his firm supports the SEC's proposal and fully agrees that, quote, investors deserve to feel confident their assets are safe, end quote. Gray well added that its custodial client's assets are segregated and secured, which pretty much is saying that the assets are held in a cold storage wallet, which makes me sleep well at night. Not that I hold anything on Coinbase, but yeah, yeah, that's good to know. Great, thanks for your confidence. Uh, I'll just keep it in my own wallet, Atomic Wallet for the win. If you if you exactly. want to, yeah, put your money in trust. Atomic Wallet <laughs> or Trust. Yeah, Trust is a good one too. It's non-custodial. All, right. All right, next article. Last news. Yep, Judge Moles more electronics internet restrictions for Sam Bankman-Fried. What do they mean? Uh, well, <clears throat> Mr. Bankman-Fried is not exactly an honest man, and in fact, that's. To say he's an honest man would be uh, probably morally in a, inaccurate. All right, Prosecutors so he, have... He, go ahead. He did a really dumb-dumb. A really dumb-dumb <laughs> move. Yeah. That's period. And, uh, so uh, earlier this week, uh, was it last Sunday, was the Super Bowl, the Super Sports? <laughs> 
And uh, this guy thought it was a good idea to use a VPN to to watch, quote unquote, the Super Bowl on an in- international um, s- sporting channel. Uh, even though he was ordered and clearly directed not to use any VP services or any encryption, uh, any encrypted uh, services. And of course he did. And his lawyer came out and says, but judge, he was only using it just to watch the game. He wasn't doing anything malicious. No, that's, that's what blows my mind is that when you, when you're ordered by a judge, you're, first of all, you're a criminal. You're a criminal. Well, you know, no, 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 you're not. You, we, we don't know. Remember, this is all allegations. It's not fact. It hasn't been proven in court yet. But usually when you're in this kind of situation, and remember, he might be out on bail, a quarter billion dollars, but he's still in, he's still being restricted to his, his access movement. If he was completely free and continue doing what he was doing, then he wouldn't be, you know, indicted. He's indicted, so he has to follow the court's, lo- court's rules. So... And they tell you to do something. If you don't do it, then you can be in contempt, which adds more time to your sentence. And as of right now, he's potentially facing 115 years in prison. 115 years in prison. Well, man, you know, by the time he gets to be 100, maybe it will be possible for people to live that long. I guess the nice thing about it is at least he'll be in a U.S. prison and not a Bahamian prison. (laughs) He can have all the vegan food he wants. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, we are very nice to our prisoners when it comes to their health. Right. Well, as long as, you know, you don't piss anybody off in your minimum security prison, maybe you won't get shanked. But, I mean, what he did was a white collar crime, not a, not a he didn't, you know, he didn't rape any children or anything th- th- that we know of. This article, I don't think, mentions anything about him being extradited back to New York. Um, I don't think it does. No, I don't see it. It's a very short article. Right. And I think because of this incident, he's being requested to go to New York and leave his parents' home so he can be uh, so he can go to court over there, I think it was. Right. Yeah, but yeah, this that was just a little additional update in regards to what's going on with him. I guess there's always going to be some SBF news out there, and this is just the way we're going in this episode with a little SBF news. Yeah, well, with that, as we say at the end with our coin tree, uh... Do anyone have a look at that? I guess not. Um, <clears throat> we do have another uh, interview, guest interview coming up next Thursday. That will be with Sean of DynamoCoin. We haven't really talked to Sean in quite some time, and we want to see what's going on with him. I know that he, they it was imp- implemented staking. But anyway, so we'll have more uh, episodes and more things. And please check out the most recent interview with Grady. Uh, Crypto Grady, if you haven't already, we have a lot of people looking at that thing. It's been pretty pretty wild. So, at the end of every show, we say stack sats and hodl. Adios. Adios.